Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shinneman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. I'd like to welcome Sarah Sansbury to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. And audience, I'm very excited um, to have a Georgia librarian. She should, is the first librarian from Georgia to be on this podcast. And so, Sarah, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background working with school libraries. Okay, well, um, for over 10 years, I was an English teacher, um, sixth through 12th grade, working in private and public school. And I was looking for a change, something different. I thought I was gonna go into reading or ESOL um, something more specialized. And then a library position opened up at my school um, in September, the librarian left. And I went to my principal, I said, um, if you need any help with the transition, I would love to help you, <laughs> you know, if, if there's any way. And um, she saw my passion. I'd already been involved with a lot of the um, reading book clubs there at the school. And, and so she, um, I started there in the middle of the school year, October 16th, I remember the day. Okay. And um, immediately I, started going to school. And so I was going to school while learning how to be a librarian. Um, but it was the cool thing about it is I felt like my classes were very applicable to what I was doing. Okay, uh, that's helpful. <laughs> but, and then I, I, I kept going after I got certified. Um, I got my um, specialist and now I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. I think I might want to go back for my doctorate. So. Do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so what level of library are you working in now? So right, so I started in the middle school okay. and I was there for three years. And then now I'm actually in an elementary school, an upper elementary school, um, just with fourth and fifth grade. Okay. So, yeah. Very good. All right. Well, since you're the first from Georgia, can you get, tell us a little bit about um, what does it take to be a school librarian in your state? Okay. Well, you do have to have your master's. You do have to have a master's um, um, related in the field. I have mine in curriculum instruction. Um, a certified teacher and specifically certified in library media, um, we have to take a, a test called the GACE um, to, to uh, be able to get that certification as well as take several um, graduate level classes. Good. That's good to know. It's interesting because all the states have such different rules, you know, about what mm -hmm. they require. Mm -hmm. Some are super restrictive and, and some not at all. So it's always yeah. good to know. You know we, we travel a lot and move a lot, and it's good to know if our degree will, you know, be able to go with us. So very good. Definitely, for sure. All right. Well, Sarah, tell us about um, when you got started in the library. What do you remember about those early years? Um, I was super excited. Mm -hmm. um, I do remember there was actually, very strangely, there was a financial freeze, <laughs> and I couldn't buy anything at the beginning, uh -huh. like for the first, like, four months. Which, to be honest, it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because I could really focus on the resources I had, and um, I really um, enjoyed that. Uh, I remember the first time I walked. Well, I'd already been to the library multiple times. I, was, I went from being a teacher there to the librarian, but walking there for the first eye, with the first time with the eyes, like this is my space, and what do I want to develop? And um, and I remember thinking, uh, I, I looked on the wall, and there was like a, a cross stitch. Um, uh, I don't know, craft thing that said like teachers are the heart of the school or something like that. And like they had the pictures of all these teachers from like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> on the wall. And it's like, I was like, oh, and there's a dusty um, fake plant over there on the corner. <laughs> like it just was so, I thought, oh my gosh, 
I, I just opened with new eyes, like, whoa, this is not a, a kid-friendly place. Like this was, you know, someone I felt like had the tension to try to make it homey and stuff. But I don't think they looked it through the lens of a middle school student. Yeah. And so um, that's that was the first thing I started doing. That's good. When, when I got to my, my first library, all they had was a, a cardboard cutout of the magic school bus, you know, and it was tiny, you know, it sat on a shelf and it could hold magic school bus books, but that was it. That was the only, oh my goodness. it was an elementary library. And um, so I remember walking in going, wow, there's a lot I can do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But that was good. It made me feel, I knew I could do something, you know, to make it better. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So when you're looking back, is there any kind of advice that you wish you had known? Um, I am a big um, take on the world, big visionary. Like I, I, I see the whole, I want it all right. You know, and I'm really excited. I'm very passionate. I, you know, I am a hundred percent in whatever I do, but the problem with me and my personality um, I really feel like I needed to, t I, if I could go back, I would tell myself, you don't have to do everything all at once. Okay. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, be patient. Um, don't be afraid to delegate. Um, I was really lucky. I had some, some people who are really um, helpful with me and uh, helping me in the library. And I know I couldn't have done it without them. Yeah. Um, parent volunteers, retired teachers coming in, um, my media wow. aid, of course. And then something I learned that really was helpful is not to stay really late. Like I, I, picked a time I'm leaving at this time good. and I was consistent about that because you it's so easy to get burnt out like you need to have a good work-life balance yeah that's good self-care is so important mm -hmm. uh, and we especially see that now you know as we're still in the pandemic all these months later never could have imagined this yes I know tell us a little bit about um where you are in Georgia what is the work like right now are y'all face to face are you remote or what's going on there we are completely remote. Um, I've been remote since March. Um, in March, I was still at my middle school library. Okay. And then I moved in the middle of the pandemic to a new library. Oh my God. And so the strange thing about it is like many of these teachers I'm working with and students I've never seen in real life. <laughs> wow. It is so wow. bizarre. But, um, and I think that, you know, obviously that's the biggest challenge mm -hmm. um, is how do you connect and how do you be influential when yeah. you they don't know you and you really don't know them in uh, and, and, and you have that barrier of the only way you could see them is be online yeah how, how did you start building relationships like that what how did, what was your strategy I know right um so I really all summer long I was thinking about it before I started the school and thinking about, okay, I need to make a really good first impression. Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people sometimes have a misconception on librarians that, you know, we just check out books. And, yeah. you know, obviously I'm not in the library. I can't check out books. <laughs> like, there's gotta be more to it than that, right? And and there is more to that, obviously. Um, so I did create um, a menu for the, the teachers saying, these are all the different services I can do for, you know, and so that they could have an idea of what I could do. Mm -hmm. um, I did get a good response to that. A lot of people were like, oh, this is great. This is great. I didn't get a lot of bites because okay. I think they really were like, I don't really understand. I don't get it. I understand. And I don't know who you are. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine. I mean, and a lot of it, like you just have to be persistent. And then I, um, I started attending meetings, all the staff and planning meetings I could, leadership meetings, just to find out the school and to find out the teachers and like, and find out like kind of like the pulse of like what was happening. Mm -hmm. um, I discovered the teachers were feeling 
you know, not, not surprisingly very overwhelmed. Like they had a lot to do in a very little bit of time. So I knew right away me actually coming into the classroom would be kind of hard to do. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like the best way to help them was to find resources, like find, learn what they're teaching yeah. and how they teach. And so I could find resources to um, support that. And that's how I kind of, I kind of made my way in. I would make something and I said, Hey, I know you're teaching this. Or I'd find something and I said, I think, would this be helpful? And they go, oh my gosh, this is great. So they saw those things I advertised on the menu come to life. But I was just thinking as you were talking how, because you moved from middle school to elementary. So it's not even like you moved from middle school to middle school, you know, for the new school, you had to learn everything. Yeah. And I never taught fourth and fifth grade. So, and I didn't say this earlier, but um, like over the summer, the other thing I did is like, I, uh, I printed off all the Georgia standards for fourth and fifth grade. And I started studying them. And then I got access to all the virtual resources like I had, like eBooks and things like that. And so I could say, so I knew what I had to be able to match with it, what they'd be teaching. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, and that's part of my personality. Like I start researching something, you know, when I'm really interested in something and I'm like, you know, so I can have all the information I can mm -hmm. to be able to solve this problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, so. Well, that's, that's good. You're the first person I met. I met somebody that did change jobs, but it was like at the same level, you know, so they, in the same district. So they knew pretty much, you know, content yeah. was going to be going on, but that's yeah. a huge change. Well, and I didn't, yeah. And I didn't mention earlier, I actually, I switched districts. I went from oh, one district to another. <laughs> like I did, I did it all. I was like, Hey, why not? But, and the reason I did it was I wanted to be, if this is a, this is my home district where my kids go to oh. right now that I'm in and I'm closer to home. Yeah, um, definitely. Wow. I learned everything. Okay. All right. So now you've seen librarians that work at middle school level and the elementary level. How would mm -hmm. you describe that kind of influence, that impact that librarians can have on a campus? So one thing I love about being a librarian is you um, get to uh, influence and touch so many different people. Like we get to see every child. We mm -hmm. get to work with every teacher, every admin all the parents. And um, I just think that's really powerful and fun. Um, I think it's neat that I came from middle school and now I'm working with upper elementary. So I know where they're going. Yeah. Um, and that kind of, I think that's really helpful. And what about, what about technology wise? Have you seen kind of a, an influence that you've been able to have um, because of the strong technology background that librarians have now? Oh, definitely. Um, I have always been really passionate about eBooks. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's a real strong suit of mine. So I feel like that's been really helpful. Good. Um, I, I, so I feel like I've really kind of surprised some teachers in because they, they, they've never used eBooks or digital format of anything. And they're like, this is okay. great. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> and I really do think a lot of this is going to continue even after. Yes, that's what I'm hopeful for, that the, the good things yes. that we're doing now will carry over and just make it yes. so much richer. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, as you're looking towards the future, and maybe one day you'll be back face-to-face, -face, uh, hopefully we will, all will be, <laughs> but what, yeah. what kind of influence do you look forward to working on in the, in the coming year? Um, well, I mean, ultimately, I feel like I'll be continuing what I'm doing, but uh, it just may look differently. Yeah. Um, I'm constantly just trying to connect with people, with teachers and students, and 
Um, I feel really strongly that relationships, relationship is so important in, um, in having influence. Um, I always want teachers to see me as an instructional partner. I want students to see me as approachable, as someone who's in their corner to help them. Yeah. And um, that takes time and attention and spending time with people. And obviously it's so much easier in person. So what am I looking for <laughs> to next year is like, I just, I'm looking forward to being able to do it, take it even to a uh, more of a higher level or more, I don't know, intense. I don't I'm trying to think. It's just so much easier to do that when you're in person. Like you can attend the plays and games that the kids go to and just kind of be more involved in the school community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what about clubs? Are you doing any kind of clubs right now? Mm-hmm. I am doing um, a reading bowl club and I'm doing another um, book club called uh, Windows to the World. Okay. Um, what we're doing is, so I was trying to figure out a way you know, to do something that's fun and virtual. Like what can we do to take advantage of this situation? We have mm-hmm. technology, there's so many awesome things about it. And so I came up with this idea for the windows of the world. We're gonna read a book and then we're going to um, Zoom a expert that has something to do with a book. And <laughs> Mystery Skype is not anything new, but I was like, I would have never thought to do this beforehand. We would just read a book and talk about it. Yeah. So we're doing things like, um, we read Louisiana's Way Home where she, um, had she thought she had parents who were uh, grandparents who had magicians and there was this curse on them and and there's there's different mentions about magic throughout the book and then she realized she's she's adopted and she does have a magic but it's like a magic within her to choose her own path that sort of thing um, more metaphorical so but I, I had a magician come in <laughs> and we interviewed this magician and they showed tricks <laughs> which I know that's a little bit more of a stretch but it still was so much fun you know and yeah exactly so that those are the clubs I'm running now I'm also like helping other clubs in the school like for instance there's an inventors um, competition club so I've come in there and shown them these are resources to find more information about inventors and inventions that have had um, a big influence. I've been trying to find articles of like teenagers today making inventions that are oh, making cool. a impact mm-hmm. to show like what you're doing is relevant. Like this is not just a club, but it's just for fun. You know, mm-hmm. you can really make a big impact in the mm-hmm. world. All right. Well, as you're talking, Sarah, it's so obvious how much you care about your students. Um, so talk to us a little bit about um, just your passion for serving your patrons. Um, so <laughs> I was thinking about this for a long time about um, if, what, what would I just describe how my kind of my uh, viewpoint as a librarian, like, you know, and I really came across this idea of, of being a human-centered librarian mm-hmm. um, in the sense of yes, we have books and maker spaces and programming and all these things, but the why is because of people. Yeah. Um, you can have like amazing makerspace stuff, but if nobody ever uses it or doesn't meet anybody's needs, then it's, it's, not, it's not, it doesn't make it, you know, it's not good. It's just creating dust on the shelf, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really think it's really important to get to know your school community, your students, your teachers, your parents. Um, mm-hmm. I even would send it to like the local businesses um, and and find out what are the needs, what are the wants, um, what are their passions and to really kind of help feel that and help support that. Okay. Um, And to me, that has been 
I think you'll be successful wherever you go. Um, Cause that is something that will apply to any age level, any demographic. Mm-hmm. All right. So as we're thinking about my listeners, a lot of them are like maybe first, second, third year librarians. Um, and I think they, I love that phrase, human centered librarian. That, that's a, a really good visual um, for your heart, you know, how you're caring for them. But how would you help encourage some early career people to really start building that part of their life, of their professional life? Mm-hmm. Um, so especially if you're brand new to a school, to find out what makes that school unique. Um, so looking at their mission and their vision statement, you know, are they STEM certified? Or are they um, eco-friendly? Or, you know, what is the thing that makes them unique so that you can really help support that and encourage that and um, help that area of the school thrive? Um, and so there's a little bit of research there. So I would definitely do that. And then um, I really try to um, talk to your kids. Like I know every librarian most of the time has duties. So, hey, use that time and talk to them like, hey, how are you doing? You know, are you doing anything, you know, just fun this weekend? Or what are you eating there? That looks delicious. You know, you're at lunch duty. You're like, I love peanut butter and jelly. And then then usually it lends to conversation like, hey, I'm looking for a good book to read. Do you have any recommendations and things like that? And just one, they're getting to know you and you are becoming more approachable and more familiar to them. Um, Because some some students, the library is a scary place and some some students, I think it's a a haven. Um, It just depends on what their experience has been before you. Um, And then the same thing with teachers, like go eat with the teachers, talk to them, talk to them in the hallway. How are you doing? What are are y'all doing right now? What what, what unit are you on? And and just making that relationship. You can, um, if you're able to also try to, um, I try to attend the staff meetings, uh, the planning meetings, the content level meetings. Even if you're just a fly on the wall listening, um, you're learning a lot, but two, you're showing those teachers that you're an instructional partner. You're part of the team and you're not just this separate entity on the school, but you're really integral to it. And then if you can't to at least read the minutes, so Mm -hmm. then I know um, what's going on. I I know when I had first started uh, the lab, because I did not have any kind of paraprofessional help. You know, it was just Mm -hmm. me the elementary library and so I was part of that you know PE and music rotation and I was not allowed to go to any of the, the grade level meetings because I couldn't you know I was always with a group of yeah. kids but eventually um I was I was able to talk to the administrator and so that's something you know building up even that relationship with the admin so that you can yes explain to them, you know, why you want to go to this meeting and they can, they can adjust schedules, you know, and do some creative things, you know, to help you out. So yeah, that's, it's important to, to build that relationship like that with lots Mm -hmm. of For sure. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, well, Sarah, tell us, um, what, where do you keep learning and growing? What, What do you turn to? Well, um, definitely being part of professional organizations like um, American Li- um, Library Association, um, American Association of School Libraries, um, and then I'm in Georgia, so I'm, a, I'm part of the Georgia Library Media okay. uh, Association. And so I feel like connecting them, um, and, and it helps you kind of know what's happening in the library world, and you're you're staying current there. Um, the other real thing that I just I highly recommend if you do not have a Twitter account you need to get one all right and just start following librarians you know and um, you will be amazed at all the inspiration you'll get all the support 
um, it's just so nice because I think especially in our field, since there's only one library in the entire school, it's really easy to feel alone. Mm -hmm. And um, you don't necessarily interact with other librarians in them in real person very often, you know, unless you're at a district meeting or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this just creates such an amazing connection and community where I don't feel alone. Um, it's, it's really a, a powerful, inspiring um, thing to be a part of. Yeah. And just for the listeners, if you, you're looking for people to follow, if you'll get back on, on the blog for, for this podcast, I will share in the show notes every week um, how to connect, where, do you, where will you find them? So if you're a Twitter user, you can find their Twitter account. If you do Instagram or Facebook or whatever else, you know, that's going to be listed there. So the, the listeners can go back, you know, and find some awesome people to follow. Um, but if they want to follow you, Sarah, where are they going to find you online? Um, so my handle, please don't laugh. It is super Sansbury. And um, that's for Twitter and for Instagram. I um, am a super fan of superheroes and okay. comics and things like that. So that's where it comes from. And plus the English teacher in me loves the alliteration. So, but super Sansbury. Very. It, that's, that's my name. <laughs> Great. And so Sarah, on there, do you put, um, what kind of stuff do you put? Just so we know if this is like a personal account or. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So the way I do things is Twitter is really where I have my professional kind of account. I do have a Facebook, but that is just personal. Um, and then my, I have an Instagram where I really started off and I'm still doing it now, but when I was in middle school, it was primarily my audience was my students. Cause they were all, when they weren't in school, they were on Instagram. And it was my way of trying to like, check out this book, you know, connect with them. Um, but now I'm in upper elementary. Uh, my target more is maybe the parents, school community, other librarians. Um, mm-hmm. But in Twitter, what you'll find, um, I try to post a lot of resources. Um, I feel like several insightful things that help people. I don't know anything. I, and But I really use it as a place for advocacy because I really want everybody to know how integral a library is to a school. Um, and I think if you follow my Twitter, you would, you'll learn fairly soon if you didn't already. All right. Well, Sarah, it was nice meeting you today and I look forward to following you. Uh, so thanks for spending time with us today and and take care. Thanks. Bye-bye.